to be with you all on service. Thank you, Pastor Orton and Sister Orton. Thank you for having us today. But I'm so excited because I feel the presence of God. And uh, I just can we just take a moment right now one more time because I feel like something going to happen tonight. Not because of me, uh, not because of my power or your power, but we are in the presence of the Creator. We all are creatures. Uh, we serve a God. The Bible says that He created us uh, before we were our mother's womb. He formed us. He knew us. Uh, and He has a plan for you and I. Uh, can we just praise Him and worship Him a little bit more? As, as your pastor said, He's so good to me. Uh, he wake me up uh, every day. He, he woke me up this morning. Uh, he gives me breath to breathe every day. Uh, he gives me food to eat. Uh, the only reason why we are here today, because of God. Uh, can we just praise him a little more? Oh, he created the heavens and the earth. Uh, he spoke everything into existence. Uh, he said, let there be light, and there was light. He called you out from darkness into his marvelous light. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm so thankful to be in your presence, God. I humble myself at the throne of God. As I know that one sits on the throne and is no other than our Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, uh, he's the Alpha and Omega and the beginning in the end. He's the firstborn over all creation. Oh, I'm so thankful to be in the presence of our God. I'm so thankful to be in the church. I'm so thankful to be in a church which is my church. I don't look at the church in Hungary as a separate church because the Bible says there is only one church. There is only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Oh, I believe there is only one church. So it's good to be home. It's good to be in my home church. There is only one church, one body, and God purchased the church with his own blood. For the same church and he says upon this church I will build my upon this rock I will build my church and against of hell shall not prevail against it upon this rock who is Jesus Christ uh, but not just a rock but he's the head of the church uh, orchestrating the one body all around the world globally so we can worship him we can reach out for souls Oh, I'm so excited already. Sorry, I'm just jumping into my sermon. But uh, I feel like something great is going to happen. You may be seated. Yes, um, <clears throat> if you could please start the video before the presentation. I uh, don't like to show too many pictures. It's a short video. I just like to flow with the spirit. Amen. As God is constantly moving and changing and he moved upon the face of the earth and he's moving right now. God is not settling down. You know, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Everything what God touches, uh, it will become alive. Amen. It will resurrect uh, because God uh, is the God of resurrection. Thank you, Jesus. This short video will show about the country of Hungary in Eastern Europe, where I was born and raised.
Can we just give the glory to Jesus Christ? We could not do nothing on our own. Everything but you see was through the Spirit of God, and we give the glory to Jesus Christ for everything uh, what he had done in the country of Hungary. So I have an accent, you hear that, and uh, I can speak Hungarian and speaking on tongues. <laughs> it's okay, so well, we understand each other in the Spirit, amen? And I feel connection here, and there is only one Spirit, and uh, I feel that, that God's going to bring us closer together, amen? So I was born and raised in that country, in Eastern Europe. It's in the heart of Europe. It was in communism. And uh, I was uh, 24 years old when I came to the United States. Now Hungary, because it's in Eastern Europe, the, basically it was not easy to live there. It was not easy to, even if you went to school and had a diploma or went to college, University was not easy to just to survive and go to A to B, you know, just like the average people still makes about five hundred dollars a month full time job, you know, and the retirement is about hundred and ten dollars a month for elderly people, and but the cost of the living is not really uh, cheaper than here, so we can understand that even in 1956 you see on the pictures that millions of people left Hungary, but even today in 2021 hundreds of thousands of young people go to Western Europe. Um, now they don't come to the United States, it's a different time what we live in, but they go to Germany and England and they go all, all around to Western Europe for, for a, a better living. Amen. So I don't blame them. I was 24 years old and you know, I couldn't see my future. So I decided to go to the United States. What a beautiful country you live in. Amen. You, you, you're privileged to live in this gorgeous country. God bless you with and continue to bless you. Uh, because you you supporting missions, amen. United States is uh, United States of America sending out missionaries all around the world, carrying the whole gospel to the whole world, and God is blessing you because of that. You are a part of that. But so I decided to come to the United States, and um, and uh, and I I coming from a, a traditional background. My family is Roman Catholic and Lutheran. So we have a lot of tradition in Eastern Europe, 1,500 years of tradition for Roman Catholic, and we also have 500 years of tradition from, from the Lutheran, from Reformation, came from Germany 500 years ago. So uh, we have a lot of tradition, so I, I grew up in a family that, you know, and that uh, it was religious, but we never had a relationship with God. And um, I even remember back when I was like six, seven years old, uh, and I was on my knees, and I was, I was praying and, and, and asking God that don't let my father hit my mom. So my testimony started like that as my father was a drunk and, and he was really wasted, uh, really drunk and he was really aggressive on every weekend. So as a child I had to be a peacemaker between my mom and my dad. I grew up like that. I remember like two o'clock in the morning I was still up I had school the next day, but I was up. I never wanted to just fall asleep because I knew that I had to be there for my mom, just to jump in and make sure that my father is not going to hit my mom. I did not worry about if it would hit me, but I just tried to protect my mom. And uh, I grew up like that, but that's being said, I've, I was flowing with the same river, the river of sin, you know, same lifestyle, even if I hated it. I really hated that lifestyle. You know, everybody was drinking around me. You know, it was in communism. Matter of fact, if you uh, had, if you were able to drink more alcohol, you were the big shot. You know, you were a hero. So even at at their job and uh, and um, you know, I grew up in that mentality and society, and I was going to the same direction. So I came to the United States and I still lived in sin. Uh, so after a year and a half, I was about twenty five and a half years old, and I was really looking for the purpose of life. Why am I really here? Is it really to have a bigger car, you know, a nicer house with a double garage? I asked God, that was the purpose of life? I, I hate my lifestyle. I tried to get rid of it. I cannot do it on my own. I tried many times, uh, but it's just coming back because I have no place to go to. And I was seeking uh, a peace, an inner peace, the fulfillment of life. And you have peace all around this country, you know. 
and then uh, all around that you see in this county, you know, and, and the country where you live in, it's really not too many people. You have peace here, amen? You like peace. We all like peace. We need the peace, but we're looking for an inner peace, amen? Which will, which will fill us. So during that time, I tried to get rid of my lifestyle. And uh, I connected Christina, who's my wife now, on a social media, on a Hungarian social media, and uh, invited her for a date. So thank God I have a godly woman. I have three children, Daniel, Esther, and Emma. Now, 10 months old Emma, and Daniel is six, and Esther is five. So I'm blessed to travel with them. They cannot be here tonight, just a side note, because my little one was uh, having a, a fever, you know, just uh, last week and just recovering. God healed her already. You know, she's doing fine, but he's a healer. But I'm so thankful for them. Now, during that time, as I'm jumping back to my testimony, I invited Christina for a date. And she said, I cannot go for a date because it's Wednesday night and we'll have church. Would you like to come to church? You know, she was already in a church, a Pentecostal church for a year and a half, and she was a soul winner, and I said, okay, let's go to church. So Christina invited me to church, and that's how I got to the Pentecostal churches during that time. And um, it took me about two months just to get used to the Pentecostals, you know, running around and, and, and you know, praying for one another, speaking on tongues and prophecies and healing signs and wonders, you know. And one of the brothers uh, was running on every service because the doctor told him, as he was a Navy SEAL, that he never walked again, but God healed him. And every service, no matter if he felt it or not, no matter if it was a Wednesday or Sunday, he was running around just give the glory to Jesus Christ that God healed him yeah. amen so I I went into an atmosphere like that you know so I said wow from a Lutheran when in the Lutheran service in Europe you can hear the fly you know it's like so quiet you know it's like no lives are changing it's more like a museum you know like you know every old it's like so like coming to a Pentecostal church it was a different experience so what Christina was telling me that when she during the praise and worship, when she stood up, I stood up. You know, when she raised up her hand, I raised up my hand. And she said, don't do that. You know, don't, don't try to mimic me. And I said, okay. You know, I just tried to be a Pentecostal, you know. <laughs> Try to, you know, I was looking who's watching me and <laughs> what people are going to say if I really just lift up my hand. So it took me a while, okay. So I understand. But after another month, about three months in that church, I, I really felt the love of God on that service. The preacher was preaching the truth in the upper room apostolic church in Newport Rich. It was in Florida. And I couldn't hold it any longer. I came to that altar in the Upper Room Apostolic Church. I repented my sins. And I was baptized in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Now what a privilege to take upon the name of Jesus. What an honor to baptize in the name of Jesus Christ. To bury with him through baptism into death. To identify with the gospel. The gospel became alive. The gospel became the part of my life. As God was washing my sins away, I was buried with him. But I did not stay in the grave. But because the same spirit which resurrected Jesus Christ from the grave on the third day, the same spirit resurrected me. And I received the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Oh, the gospel became alive in my life. Uh, it changed my life. Uh, it gave me a new hope. Uh, it gave me peace, what I was looking for. So I started my journey in the Upper Room Apostolic Church when I was about almost 26 years old. And uh, after a year and a half, we got married with Christina. And um, I was involved with the church in every capacity. I never wanted to be a missionary. I always say that, or a preacher, or a teacher. I told my pastor when I got saved, Pastor, how can I serve you? If you want me to climb to the roof, pressure wash it because it's too high, you know, I go. You know, if you want me to paint or clean or whatever it is, I'm here to help you. I just wanted to serve, but after years went by, and after a couple of years, we started Bible college with Christina together with the mindset, not because I was looking for, again, a position, but I wanted to know God. 
I had enough religion. I had enough man-made doctrine. I have enough uh, tradition in Europe. I said, I don't want nothing to do with that. But I know there is a God. Because even in my childhood, I felt his presence as, as he gave me strength uh, to be a peacemaker. And now he is the Prince of Peace who came to my life, uh, was teaching me to study, to show thyself a proven to God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, we went to study the scripture just because I wanted to build a relationship with God. Yeah. And after years went by and involved with the ministry and serving pastor and he gave me more and more responsibility and doesn't matter the position what he gave me but one day you know he asked me to preach and I said pastor really I don't want to preach you know I, I like you when, when you preaching you know I like your preaching you know and I love that and I'm okay starting flea market ministry and out leading the outreach and head assuring and all that but pastor you know but then I said, okay, pastor, just give me some time, please. I, you know, pray about it. And, and during that time in my life when I was walking with the Lord, God was teaching me that it's not about what I feel, what I think. It's not about my strength, my, uh, uh, my ability, but it's about the strength of the Lord to serving in God's kingdom on a higher level, to be obedient to the call. Amen. So when God was telling me, my old nature was crucified on a cross anyway, may I help you today? So we cannot blame the old nature why we cannot serve in the kingdom of God. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. We are a new creatures in Christ Jesus. We are not the same anymore. We cannot blame the old nature why we cannot help our pastor. Why we cannot go and witness to our neighbor. We are not the same anymore. We are new creatures. We were created now into the image of Christ. Oh, he was teaching me, Robert, don't blame your own nature. Maybe I was shy because of my childhood. I would rather go to the woods or go fishing and leave me alone. But God says, that's your own nature. You cannot blame that. You're going to walk with me. You're going to walk in the spirit. You're not the same anymore. You're going to walk in the power of God. The same power what I gave the church. The same power I gave you to use it. So I said, okay, Lord. I can't preach, but if you speak through me, I do it. And my journey continued. And... The Lord spoke to us uh, to go back to Hungary for three months to Christina. And, and, and I myself went back to Hungary in 2013 and uh, served there for three months. Just went to the, the hospitals and done outreach and visited uh, Trinitarian churches and who are not strong in basically oneness and holiness and have for the supervisor missionary there. And uh, we knew that there was only one church for the whole nation, 10 million souls, one church. And uh, there was so much work needed to be done. You know, it was just overwhelming, you know. And uh, I gave a Bible study to my father and my mother and a policeman from my childhood. And later on, they came to visit to Florida. And all three of them were baptized in the name of Jesus. Amen. God can change uh, someone who were abusing you or it was a terrible experience in your life. Uh, God can change their heart as he changed my father's heart. Amen. Amen. They were baptized in the precious name of Jesus. Well, we returned, to the, we returned to Florida after three months. Uh, we just tried to save some money and went there voluntarily. We came to the, back to the United States. And uh, we served in the church and in every capacity. And, and uh, basically, during that time, uh, God was talking to me that I was too comfortable. <laughs> I was in a comfort zone. You know, just may I remind you, or may I tell you that we had Tuesday Man of Prayer, probably lasted for four hours. We had Wednesday service, we had Friday family prayer, we had Saturday, we were on the flea market all day, we started the ministry. My wife was doing the puppet show, I was offering Bible studies for the crowd, free search for truth Bible study. Sunday morning, so Sunday night service, always an hour before that, make sure the, the water in the baptism tank is hot, and God says, you're too comfortable, you know. I said, okay, Lord, I, I want to grow, you know, how can I serve you more? 
How can I serve you more? And, um, and God was teaching me during that time there is more in his kingdom. And the more we serve God, more we have to humble ourselves and lift him up and give him the glory. And um, a preacher, a missionary came after living in Florida for 11 years. I just received my American citizenship. So the whole family has dual citizenship now. But during that time, I just received the dual citizenship. And a preacher came, you know, and uh, I preached a message. And after the message, I felt like God is calling us back to Hungary. But, you know, I was really wrestling with the spirit. And uh, I did not tell to my wife. I was driving the car and I was waited until we got home. And I said, really, Lord, you know, and... I just got my citizenship. I waited for 10 years for it. And I started as a busboy 10 years ago. And now I'm building parts for the Air Force, you know, and air private jets. And you just help me and bless me. And, uh, and, and God says that you go to your country. So I told my wife, you know, God told me to just go, go back to Hungary. And I thought she's going to say, you crazy, you know. Just, I just got my business uh, going on. She had a cleaning business and I got a good job. And, but she looked at me and she said, I feel the same way. Thank God for a godly woman. Amen. So we sold our house. We sold everything inside and out. We've done a garage sale. You know, everything what we had. Get rid of all the stuff from the garage. Thank God for that. What we never even needed. And we bought a one-way ticket to Hungary. A one-way ticket because we, we did not know how long we're going to stay. We did not know where we're going to stay for a long term. Because God called us to a capital city, to Budapest. Uh, which uh, is the capital city and has two million souls. There was only one church, one tiny church, and God called us there to serve. And um, our families were hours away from there. We did not know anyone in that city. We could stay in a church apartment for three months, but after we had to find our own place. And God said that uh, he was teaching me that I don't have to know tomorrow. I don't, I, don't, I don't have to figure out what tomorrow holds, but I just have to have a relationship with him. And, and he will show me the way, amen? He will show me the next steps. And we, as we were walking uh, in faith. God was opening the doors. Started serving in the church, in Budapest church, increased the services. And, and, and uh, then after a while, the neighbor said that we were too loud and he's going to call the police, you know? And because uh, the Hungarians just did not used to the Pentecostals. Like people were like worshiping God and, and God was filling them with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. And I said, okay, you don't have to call the police. I mean, even we gave them chocolates, you know, in Easter time and just knocked on the door. <laughs> but it didn't work. So I said, okay, Lord. And God was teaching me not to be comfortable in one location. But God is going to restore and God has something greater for us. So we left that apartment and we went to another location and God filled that place with sinners. Amen. One of the services, they had Friday, Saturday and Sunday, three services. On a Friday, God filled 13 people with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with evidence of speaking with other tongues. In a nation which, which people were persecuted if they were Christians. My father baptized me in secret. Now, he was a drunk, but he believed in God and he baptized me in secret in Lutheran church. Otherwise, he would get trouble, lose his job or put him in prison. But in that, in that mentality, God was moving in that city and the new generation is coming now who are hungry and thirsty for the truth. And we see healing signs and miracles in the nation of Hungary. And as God was moving us, because in the second location, they took my microphone away because they said we were too loud again. Said, okay, you can take my microphone away, but I will speak the same word. I will speak the same message, amen. And I cannot stop God to fill someone with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So God was moving. But during that time, I told the church that it's okay to move because God is everywhere. And we will have church in every district in Budapest. We're reaching the whole nation. We're not going to stay between four walls. Can we do it on our own strength? No. Can I do it on my own? No. But with the strength of God, we can do it together. With the body of Christ like you, together, attached with the same purpose, we can reach the whole nation. We can reach uh, your whole city, Pastor. 
Every soul is repenting right now. I believe that in the name of Jesus. Oh, I prove it to you in the scripture just a little bit. That God is opening the hearts of sinners in this town close by right now. So I believe that. God is doing and having a revival in the nation of Hungary. And we will plant churches in my hometown where my parents got baptized. They have no church to go to. There will be when we return. We will have church in Christina's town because his brother and father has no church to go to. We'll have church there in Jesus' name. We live about an hour and a half away from Budapest. But we'll have a Bible school center there in the name of Jesus. And we'll have midweek services for the community. In the name of Jesus, I believe that. And it will happen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God is doing great things. Um, one of our Trinitarian preachers came to the service to Budapest. Received a revelation on the oneness of God. Carried back that revelation to his village about 60 miles away. And started having services in the village. So I went preached to them and taught them. And visited and went to their home. And God was moving on a marvelous way even in their home. Some of them were poor, some of them were gypsies, but thank God that God doesn't look uh, the skin of your color. God doesn't care how much money you have, if you're poor or if you're rich, if you are the president or if you have no job. God looks at our heart and God loves us and every soul counts in God's kingdom. Oh, Jesus. So God touched them on a marvelous way. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. So I'm excited what God is doing. Um, and may I share just a couple of testimonies as I'm, as I'm flowing to my message. I want to share a message with you. I'm just going to flow into my message. But one day we went to a restaurant with my wife just to have a soup and salad. A village next to us. And they just bought the fruit out. The fruit. I mean the food out. I'm sorry. They just brought the food out. And the man next to us started witnessing to the table and talking about God. You know, I said, wow, I never heard that in Hungary. You know, it's unusual. So it was enough for me just to push the food aside and just step into the conversation. And I found out that he was the owner of the restaurant. And he said that uh, he gives the glory to God for every customer, for every profit he has in that business, because the only way he could survive for a long time, because God bless him. Many businesses went out, and he was the, that was the only restaurant in the village, even today. But the, every time someone asks him, how could you survive? He gives the glory to God. And I said, wow, you know, he doesn't go to any church because there's not any. There is a 500 years old Roman Catholic church, but, you know, they close down all the time. So he decided not to go. I don't blame him. So I, I offered him a Bible study said, would you like the search for the truth Bible study? He said, yes, you know. So before the, he was opening the restaurant, I went there and we had Bible studies. And building relationship with him. And, uh, and he, he offered that we can have churches uh, in that building because it's attached to his home. And he knows some folks in the village. So we can have services there. You see how God is moving. Uh, even in the midst of us we, when we are not expecting it. Oh, when I'm leading to my services, we have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. One day as I was working, a co-worker came to me and started asking questions about God. I was really busy with my job. My mind was not thinking about God in that moment. I was just busy. But I witnessed to him months, months before, and he came to me, and I knew that just God talked to him, and I started I talked to him and give him a Bible study. And it was a Tuesday when I baptized him in the name of Jesus. It was a Tuesday. So it's leading me to the direction to share what's in my heart today. If God opens the heart of someone on a Tuesday or even in a restaurant, if there is a divine appointment... We better not reschedule it. If God opens the heart of someone, we better look at our priorities, our busy life and our schedule and say, Lord, you are the first of my life. You are my kings. You are my Lord. How can I be a witness? Oh, it leads to my message today that we need a greater witness. 
We need a greater witness. Would you pray for me one more time? Lord Jesus, help us, Lord God. Help us, Lord, to experience something great now in this hour as you're preparing the body of Christ globally, as you're making us one, as you are one. Lord, help us and teach us, Lord God, to step out from our comfort zone and walk in the Spirit and hear the voice of God every time you talk to us, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that. In the name of Jesus, amen. The Bible says in John 3 and 5, we must be born through the water and the spirit. Amen. Jesus told to Nicodemus, so there's no question about that. I experienced it in my life. We, we knew the new birth. We, we must be born again. There's no other way. Amen. The water and the spirit. We must be born through the water, applying the name of Jesus Christ. And we must receive the, the Holy Spirit. Without that, we cannot enter into the kingdom of God. May I remind you there is only one church, there is only one salvation, neither is there salvation any other, or there is no other name given among men uh, under heaven, given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no other name that but the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, and he said that we must be born again. And now he is talking in John 5.36, uh, one of my keywords. But I have a greater witness than that of John. Now, Jesus is saying that as he had a dual nature. You had a great pastor and teacher who will teach you that, and you might know that already. I'm sure that Jesus was fully man and fully God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Amen? He's God himself. And John the Baptist was... John the Baptist was the one who said, prepare ye the highway for our God. Amen. Not just the Messiah, but he was God himself who came and wrapped himself in flesh as God dwelt among us. His body was prepared for a purpose, to reunite the relationship which was once lost in a garden of Eden. Amen. As the disobedience as Adam and Eve ate from the fruit, disobedience separated them from the presence of God, from the very as sense the relationship with God as God walked with them in the garden amen it was impossible now for humanity to have a relationship with God to walk with God daily because of disobedience it had to be a perfect sacrifice a lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world to crucify the sin nature to the cross so now we are not created into to the image of Adam but now we are created into the image of Jesus Christ. That Colossians 1.15 says that he is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth. Visible and invisible. Whether thrones, dominions, or principalities, or powers. All things were created through him and by him. And he is before all things. And in him all things are consistent. And he is the head of the, the body, the church. He is the beginning. But here is it. In him dwells all the fullness of God at bodily. And you are complete in him. You are complete in him. Amen. Because he made us complete by his sacrifice as he gave himself for us. So we can be free from sin. We can live in holiness and righteousness. And He can dwell in us. He can dwell in our temple as He cleanses us. He cleans us. He makes us new and new creatures in Christ. So Jesus is talking as a man, Christ, that I have a greater witness. For the works which the Father had given me to finish. So here is the Father. We know that Jesus said that I am and the Father are one. John 10, 30. And Philip, when you see me, you see the Father also. You know, haven't I been with you such a long time? When you see me, you see the Father also. I am and the Father are one. We are one. Jesus says, so that the Father is the Spirit of Jesus. Uh, is the same thing as the Father. That Spirit uh, uh, overshadowed Mary. There is only one Spirit, the Bible says. And the Lord is that Spirit. Amen. The Lord is that spirit and he's our father and he makes us a new creatures uh, in Christ. Amen? Amen. We were born again. 
But that Father, that Spirit, we can learn from that because we're dealing with that nature. We crucify our flesh daily, amen? But now we have a divine nature, a Holy Spirit. And Jesus is the perfect example and teaches us how to be obedient, how to, to submit ourselves even all the way to the cross uh, as Jesus gave his body, his humanity for you and I. He was holy. He was blameless so we can live. So for the works which the Father had given me to finish. So the Spirit gives us the work. Jesus said that without the Father I cannot do nothing. Another word, without the Spirit of God, without the Holy Spirit, we cannot do nothing. We absolutely cannot do nothing and will be not successful in God's kingdom because I just told you in Colossians that Jesus created not just the visible, but the invisible kingdom. Amen? He is the boss. He is the creator. He gives the work. He gives the job. And we do that. Amen? But we must finish it all the way to the end and the bible says the same works that i do it's the same works jesus said we do the same work what the spirit tells us to do we finished up that work amen it's the same work what we do when we finish it but when we do the same work it bears witness of me but the father had sent me another word when we are obedient to the spirit of jesus we do the same work Amen. Not by our strength, but the Spirit of God. Not by the results, what we see in the temporal, in the visible, but having faith in the invisible. Amen. Then we'll see the result of it as God blesses the work, what we do in His kingdom. Isaiah 9, 7 says, we all know 9, 6, but 9, 7 says that the increase of His government and peace, there shall be no end. We're working in the, in the field together in the body of Christ, and there is an increase. Uh, another word that God is adding daily to the church, amen, is right now someone is filled with the Holy Ghost somewhere, you know. Or someone is right now getting baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Someone is repenting right now, you know. Maybe in another part of the, you know, another continent is nighttime, but the other part of the, the earth is daytime, and the, someone is always praising and worshiping God. God, as someone is always repenting and God is changing the hearts constantly and we are the part of that body of Christ so when we think globally in the invisible kingdom God is always moving and changing and people are forming into his image and they become new creatures amen so the same work we do but that wor work uh, actually bears witness of our work the best thing what we can do is invest in the kingdom of god the best investment to invest in the invisible kingdom heaven and earth shall pass away but the word of god shall never pass away the prophet said it like that the grass withers the flower fades but the word of god stands forever may i remind you and encourage you we have to invest in the invisible kingdom you might not see the results right away but god is working in the midst of you in the body of christ and wants to bless you when you invest in his kingdom where is always increase now may i remind you when malachi says god said that i change not it's impossible for god to change though so it's another thing why we should invest in god because he never changes now every government changes you know they every every you know country changes their laws and bylaws but you know they don't know how to control today amen but we serve a god whose government shall never end and once it's on the throne is jesus Jesus Christ so we better take our focus on a government which is in immovable amen unmovable it's stable it stands upon a rock amen, amen. but John 14 26 says so now we have a greater witness and that greater witness is no other than the comforter the holy ghost because john 14 26 says but the comforter which is the holy ghost uh, whom the father will send in my name amen in jesus name he shall teach you all things uh, he shall teach you all things uh, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever i have 
said unto you. So the, the, the Spirit of Jesus who dwells inside us now, if we were born through the water and the Spirit, if we have experienced the new birth, uh, there is a calling in God's kingdom to experience the divine witness who dwells inside us. To experience a greater witness who is no other than the Spirit of Jesus who said, I don't leave you alone. I, I always be with you and uh, I never leave you or forsake you. I give you a comforter. I will teach you I will help you. I will teach you all things. I will help you to remember all things. I will give you the work to do. You must finish that work what I give you. No matter if it makes sense or doesn't make sense. You just walk in faith and I will give the increase. God gives us a divine witness and he teaches us. Another word, he helps us to remember. When we have a, a, a witnessing to someone, we should not force X238 right away or, 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 or Ezekiel, Daniel or Revelation because uh, they might not be able to understand it. But the Holy Spirit, a divine witness, will help us uh, to form the words he will teach us uh, and when we show love to them no matter what uh, God will open the hearts of them and give them revelation and uh, he, God will make the, the visible for them the invisible amen so whatever was invisible for them they could not understand that there is only one God God will make it visible because it's no other than Jesus Christ who is the image of the invisible God God will talk to them. God will make them sure that they will have hunger and thirst to receive more from God's kingdom. Amen? But God will teach us to remember. But the book of Job in the Old Testament, one of the oldest books in 1619 says, Job was prophesying and also now, behold, my witness is in heaven. Job said that. My witness is in heaven. Now Job had a great relationship with God, obviously. We know his story. He went through a trial, but after that God blessed him. But he says, my witness is in heaven, and pointing to a greater witness, to the comforter, to the Holy Spirit. Uh, but the same Spirit comforted Job in that time, so he can walk through the trial. But now that uh, witness is not just comforting us, but he lives in us. He fills our temple and uh, we are forming into the image of that uh, who lives inside us, the image of Jesus Christ. Uh, now the life we live is not after the flesh, but we, we're following Jesus Christ, amen? It's after the image of Christ we live our life. But I saw the scripture here, Luke 24, 49, and you had that verse there. So it, it was confirming me the message today that, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with that power. Amen. So you had that message there. So you understand that we need that power. We cannot do it on our own. We will be frustrated if we try to do anything in the kingdom of God. But may I remind you that you have a, prob you have a promise. Uh, you have a comforter. You have a strength, a divine witness from on high who will help you to do the job. He will give you the work. He wants you to finish it no matter how long is it takes. He will help you and teach you to remember everything what you need to do we just have to be faithful and sow the seed around us but be sensitive to the spirit yes, amen. oh lord because sometimes we are too comfortable yeah. or oh, we like comfort you know we we like air conditioning and we don't have it in the budapest church in our home in budapest and hungary but it's good to have air conditioning we got used to comfort you know and uh and it's nothing wrong with that. You know, I used to have a lazy boy, a lazy chair. You know, it was nice. You know, I don't have it anymore with three kids and I don't have time. But we like comfort, right? There's nothing wrong with comfort. God wants to bless the child of God. But when our comfort is attached to the temporal and it's hindering us to hear the voice of God. But when our comfort is attached to our, our comfort zone, and we don't want to be a witness because we don't like that person, or we never talk to them, or we think we're not able to be a witness, that is a problem. We are in our comfort zone, but God wants us to step out 
because it's not whatever we think uh, is we don't do the job we don't give the direction but there's a divine witness who works through us uh, who wants us to step out from our comfort zone and walk in the spirit uh, and when we walk in the spirit he calls us the sons of god amen we have to be walking the spirit we have to be obedient to the spirit every time if it makes sense or doesn't make sense if someone tells you that they will come to church and you invited them and they don't show up i'm sure it happened with you it happened with me don't get frustrated maybe god is just planting a seed in their heart and they will come to the church one day maybe years later they will repent and they will be a part of this church we just do not know we don't judge by the result what we see because we work in an invisible kingdom it is not our responsibility to save anyone anyway our responsibility is to sow the seed when the spirit of the lord is come upon us even our job in a restaurant when we go grocery shopping even when we cutting the grass yes oh when the spirit of the lord is move upon you and when the god is opening the heart of someone we better be obedient because obedience is better than sacrifice we have to be obedient to the spirit of jesus as now we are walking the spirit many times we have all excuses we have all can all many excuses we can find can i get a witness for that there are so many excuses uh, why we cannot do this and that and that but when we just sensitive to the spirit and it becomes natural to our life we let the spirit of jesus just cry out to us then we will witness wherever we go and it will be just become natural because really we're not selecting who we gonna witness but we just sensitive to the spirit now not not every time you're just gonna witness to everybody but every day i think we should just share the word of god to someone if we really wake up in the morning and be asking god the lord lead me to someone so i can be a witness i know i cannot change them i know i cannot give them salvation i know i cannot open their hearts lord but can you can i share to them this marvelous truth how you change my life lord how can i bless them lord god use me and guide me so i can be a witness so i want to remind you that you have power from on high you have a lord who gives you the job to do and we must finish it all the way no matter the result what we see x 1 8 but you shall receive power after the holy ghost come upon you that power when the holy ghost come upon you it's a power not just to heal the sick yes he heals it's not just to answer your financial needs yes he will answer that it's not just to give you a job or bless you whatever he has god to bless you with but also god wants to use this power or or from on high to reach the lost he gave you a greater witness because he knew that you will not be able to do i will not be able to do that what god can to open the hearts of people around us oh jesus Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me, the Bible says. To who? To no other. It says witnesses unto me, witnesses to Jesus Christ. We are working for Jesus. He's a divine witness inside us. We make ourselves available. Amen. We are obedient and he's teaching us. He helps us to remember what to say. He gives us the work. We must finish it because we're witnessing unto Jesus Christ. We're reaching out to souls no matter where we go. But we have to walk with the power of God, knowing that we're not alone, even if you by yourself you have a greater witness inside you you have the power of god to change lives no matter where you go open your mouth be obedient let the spirit flow through you and god will bless you god will bring every soul in your family god will bring your neighbor to this church god will bring people every soul in this city in the name of jesus to repentance I believe that because the Bible says we have to be witnesses unto me, Jesus says, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. That's why it's a global view. It's a global reaching out. We're working on the same field. Amen? Yeah. 
We're working on the same field, we're doing the same job, we're preaching the same message, but we need each other. I need you because through the body of Christ, uh, through your finances, through your support, through your prayer, through your fasting, we can reach those 10 million souls uh, in Eastern Europe. Uh, I need you also because I cannot be in this area. Every one of us are important and crucial in the kingdom of God. I know the culture and I speak the language. I can relate to those folks. Uh, that's why I can go there I'm not better than you are but God called me to that nation and I will preach the truth uh, until the Lord comes back but I need the body of Christ uh, because it was designed in the plan of God to do it together Amen. as one body as one church uh, as one family Amen. as God is one we are one I truly believe that and together we can do it we can reach the whole world and we can be witnesses and through the divine witness we can reach oceans we can reach continents and uh, you may be in the united states i may be in eastern europe in hungary but through prayer we can connect amen if you finance us through pim partners and mission every baptism every feeling of the holy spirit you can be a part of it amen you can be a part of it and God will bless you because of that. Just to respect the time, I want to share one more thing with you in Acts chapter 16. In Acts chapter 16 in verse 5 through 7. In the book of Acts, Apostle Paul, a great apostle who was shown, Saul who saw the light at the road of Damascus and being a Jew asking that who are thou Lord you know he knew that there's only Jehovah there's only one Lord there's only one God hero Israel our God is one and he's asking the questions and the light answers that I am Jesus who you persecute he got the revelation that you know that Jesus Christ uh, is our God and Thomas got the same revelation and uh, my Lord and my God and Jesus appeared to him but here is here is Apostle Paul who was changed and born through the water and the spirit and he went to his first missionary journey in minor Asia but in chapter 16 in his second missionary journey in verse 5 said and so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily we also see that in the early church as 3,000 and 5,000 were added to the church daily so there is also any there is always an increase in God's government there is always growing as it's always lives are changing and there's always someone repent as i said revival is always happening amen and when we are attached into the body of christ that revival mindset is flowing into every church in all around the world but in verse 6 says now when they had gone through god Pergia and the region of galatia here it is and were forbidden of the holy ghost to preach the word in asia Apostle Paul, he was forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Now, why is it important? Because Apostle Paul, being in, in Asia before, that road was comfortable for him. He knew that road before. He knew the brothers and sisters. You know, the, the churches were established there. They're doing well. And it, was so, it would be so easy for Apostle Paul to take the road to Minor Asia and just to revisit them. And just they, they would lift up Paul. That Thank God that Paul is healed. That would be a great fellowship. But the Holy Spirit was forbidden Apostle Paul. Why? Because verse 7, after they were come to Mycenae and they are said to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. The Spirit suffered them not. In the Greek or in English translation or the Hungarian is also 400 years old. It says the Spirit of Jesus suffered Apostle Paul not to go to Minor Asia. Now here is what we can learn from it. That Apostle Paul as he crucified his flesh daily, he walked in the Spirit. He had a divine, a greater witness and he was suffering with Jesus and Jesus was telling him, the Spirit of Jesus to go to Macedonia. He's never been there before Apostle Paul. He was in Europe. They never heard the gospel. Now during that time it, it was a dangerous road. You know, he had to walk many days without food or water that was dehydration there were there were people who might kill you on that road but God told him to go to that direction what you never been before go to the invisible don't go to the visible to the temporal but it makes sense which is comfortable but go to the invisible but you don't know how things are gonna happen and I will provide everything for you amen 
So God was teaching Apostle Paul and teaching us today to walk in the Spirit and not to schedule every outreach, every divine appointment when God wants to use us, just to flow in the Spirit, but suffer with the Spirit of Jesus and be obedient even if it's a hard road. We should not always take the easy road. It might take sense to go there to that neighborhood again because it's easy and it's comfortable. But if the spirit of Jesus is not there, if God is not opening the heart of those people, we have to go to a direction to suffer with the spirit of Jesus. Because here it is, as I'm coming to the close, to the verse 14, the same chapter. And a certain woman named Lydia the saddle of purple of the city of Titeria, which worship God. Worship always opens the door to the presence of God. Heard us. Here it is. Verse 14. Whose heart the Lord opened. At the same time as Apostle Paul was suffering with the Spirit of Jesus, and Apostle Paul was obedient to the Spirit of Jesus, to walk on a road he's never been before, to walk in faith. The same time, God was opening the heart of Lydia and the riverside. God was working on the heart of Lydia because he was obedient to the Spirit of Jesus as the Spirit gave the work. Apostle Paul was finishing the work. The Spirit was teaching all things to Apostle Paul and gave back remembrance all things. As Apostle Paul was walking in the Spirit, God opened the heart of Lydia and opened the heart of many at the riverside and her whole household were baptized. Because of that, may I remind you that tonight, if we are obedient to the Spirit of Jesus, He's going to work on the side of us, and He will open the hearts of many around us, if we are obedient to the Spirit of Jesus. I feel it strong today that every person will feel conviction in this area. God will talk to every one of them through God's conscience. God's Spirit will come to them, to their mind, to repent. Right now, I believe that in the name of Jesus, if the whole church believe that, why don't we stand right now? If you believe that God can talk to someone right now, if God talked to Lydia at the riverside and Apostle Paul wasn't even there, just obedient to the Spirit of Jesus, what would God do if the church would arise and say, Lord, I need your greater witness, the Spirit of Jesus, I'm going to be obedient, and I believe that you're opening the heart of many believers and sinners everywhere, every soul counts, we're not going to leave anybody behind, we want every soul, we want every family, the devil has no problem, the devil has no power, the devil has been defeated since the beginning. The devil can't even look at you. When the devil looks at you, he trembles at the thought of you. He sees the light in you. He sees God in you. He sees a greater witness in you as you humble yourself at the cross. The devil is afraid of you. God is preparing the body of Christ globally to reach the souls around us. We don't know when he comes back. We don't need to know. We will not know. No one knows the hour. But we have to know that today we have to be ready. If I'm suffering with the Spirit of Jesus, if I'm wrestling with the Spirit as Jacob was wrestling with the man, he said, Lord, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I know it's a Thursday night. How much you want your family member to be saved? How much you want the revival touch this city? You know what we have to do? Just believe that God is opening the heart of many right now. In the name of Jesus. God, I believe that you are touching all the families. Those who are drunk right now, those who are under addiction and drugs and medication. Those fathers who are trying to beat up his son or daughter or trying to abuse their wife. Get behind them, Satan, right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, you have no power against this area. We claim it in the name of Jesus. Get behind Satan. We'll have a revival in the body of Christ and we want every soul.
Every soul will come to this church. Every soul will repent. Every soul will be born again to the water and the spirit. Not our power, but your power, Lord, to the power from on high. To the promise, to the dynamic power, to a greater witness. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you for changing the hearts right now. Thank you, Lord. I see them. You talk to them right now. Thank you for talking to them right now into their mind that they have to repent. If 120,000 repented at the city of Nineveh when Jonah preached, do you think it is impossible for God to repent just a couple of thousand around us? Do you think that it's impossible for God to touch the whole nation in Hungary? Or let the whole nation in the United States, every state, repent? Oh, nothing is impossible for our God. We serve a God as nothing is impossible. Let us not put limit on God. We're living in a day, we have to release the power. God can heal you right now if you have a sickness. God can fill you with His Holy Spirit if you've never been filled. Oh, you sure? You must be baptized in Jesus' name and you must repent. God will answer your needs. But God calls every individual, every saint of God who was born through the water and through the Spirit to be a greater witness. Believe that He will give the work. We must finish the work together. He will teach us and help us to remember what to say. But He will give us the power. No matter if they stone you. No matter if they beat you. No matter if they laugh at you. No matter if they have unbelief or the atheist. God will be in you. You love them no matter what. Because one day they will repent. remember you've been praying for a long time I prayed for my father for 25 years the God opened to his heart God is opening someone's heart right now because you're suffering with the spirit of Jesus 
not by your power but the power from on high Call. 